2: the so wake up with Michelle Michet. Be pleased to hear the best-selling authors and experts in the fields of cutting-edge self-help, personal growth, metaphysics, and spirituality. The soul path of awakening. Understand what living awake is. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Awakenings. Wow, we're right in the energy of this lunar eclipse. I'm actually still feeling the solar eclipse as well, so I want to welcome all of you. It's great to connect with all of you here. If you're new to the program, welcome, glad you found us, and if you're subscribed and returning, uh, as you know, it's always great to connect with all of you. If you have a question or a comment, uh, you can uh, type it in the chat. All you need to do is do a profile with BTR, or you can just listen in the chat, or you can call in at 347-539-5122. That's 347-539-5122. And uh, press 1 on the keypad, and that lets me know that you have a question or a comment. Yeah. I see some callers in the queue. That's great. Uh, We have a great guest coming up later, so at the second half of the program, you definitely want to stay tuned for that as well, and uh, we always have great guests. Um, Also, for anything awakening, guest suggestions, topic suggestions, um, you know, if you want to do personal work with me, you can email me at info at soulplayground.life or find out more about what I do, how I help people, and um, connect with me on my blog. That's soulplayground.life, and you can go to info at soulplayground.life or just go to soulplayground.life and sign up. There's a lot of uh, free, a lot of gratis um, tools and things that you can use for transition, change, healing, and empowerment. Um, Yeah, and also connect with me um, via Instagram. I'm on there a little bit. I did an Instagram live yesterday, so it should be up um, still. And, of course, on Facebook and Twitter. Let's keep connected, everyone. I love hearing from all of you. I've heard some amazing stuff um, from some of you, and I really want to thank you for just keeping in contact, you know, and letting me know how you found the program, how you like the program, and how you're doing on your life path, Um, and if your life path is turning into a soul path, your soul alignment, because everybody has a life path, but the soul path that's where we went. That's where the major stuff starts shaking and baking. Okay, I'm going to give it to you again. Call in number three four seven five three nine five one two two. Press 1 on your keypad and let me know if you have a question or comment. You can get on air live by pressing 1, 347-539-5122. Okay, I'm going to dive in a little bit. I'm going to definitely get to a caller, do meetings, but I wanted to – touch upon there's a lot of information on the eclipses i would read a lot of it and see how it applies to you a lot of it depends on you know what's aspected in your what house you know what uh, what the aspects are for you what house is being affected we're talking astrology here astrologically Uh, when we have these transits the house is the area of experience, right? So we all have all 12 signs in us, right? And the 13th sign is the sum total, it's the blending of everything, you know, the, the 13th sphere. You know, we take all of them and that blends us into the uniqueness that we are, right? So, but however, depending on the aspects, the aspects are key. What planets are in what sign and in what house and what are they at? What other planets, in what sign are they aspecting? Now, I do want to give an overview because this has been a very powerful, since early 2017, you know, with this succession of eclipses, and a lot of times we look at just the eclipse of that month, but they're in totality. They really needed to be looked at. I think there's 11 or 12 of them with this theme. And you can really look back years I, I would say if you look back two thousand and three, two thousand and four, what was going on with you two thousand and nine this particular cycle is a twenty year new cycle but specifically you know ten years ago and fifteen years ago, if you look at what was going on in your in your life right so was that two thousand and nine two thousand and fourteen um, the greater cycle is about 20 years ago. But anyway, let's just focus on the 10 and the 15 for now. And you're going to see you'll, – you'll see an emphasis or a highlight of it starting in 2017 for many of you where you started feeling changes or wanting to free up. These eclipses, I'm calling them really with the way that they're aspecting the north node, you know, Venus and Cancer, the north node. It's asking you to reshape and change your values to a more soul-centered value system that's less based on fear. This is why a lot of fears are coming up. And, of course, a lot of our planetary systems and structures are based on fear, you know. So it's really cleansing or clearing the reptilian aspects of us, right, the instinctual that connects into the resilient brain or the, you know, the Dula and It's, it's about the ego, the ego function. So our, over time, our ego function is going to change. We will have less and less ego function psychologically. Now we need that. It's a very important, important function. But as we get more and more into the new paradigm that changes because we're more soul centered, more directed, we're more telepathic, we're more intuitive and trusting our intuition guided more by resonance we will see and feel things happening there'll be much more transparency we'll see and feel things happening before they happen and we'll trust that but other people will be doing the same So motives will be known what's safe what's not safe which direction to go in so there's a big karmic cleanse that's happening right now and it's all about freedom and liberation freeing up So look at areas. Where do you want more freedom? Is it financial freedom? Is it emotional freedom? Is it freedom within the body? Is it the better health, getting the best health you can to live more freely? And what does freedom mean? Right? You've got to ask yourself that question. It's a little different for everyone. But for one thing, it it means being able to do what it is you feel like doing, or you yearn to do, or you feel inspired to do. And one of the biggest freedoms that's being kind of hacked right now is our own prisons, our own walls of locking ourselves in with certain systems, certain routines and beliefs that keep us safe, or we might have needed it in the past. And some of these are passed on on a familial level or generational or, you know, um, ancestral level, but definitely archetypal, this idea of fighting, you know, this warrior spirit Let's say it's moving more and in, in less into the fight, but more into the spiritual warrior. You know, it's less about opposition, but less about being um, stuck in something, right? Less about being stuck in a belief or a system. So right now, it's a lot about systems. Because Capricorn has to do with structure systems, planetary systems, Earth systems, and And also with that Uranus and Taurus it also just went retrograde, this has a lot to do with values, principles, the earth plane, monetary, energy exchange. So what's being looked at is what is energy? What is currency? So we're being able to to update our, our belief in currency, the current that we are, being connected to source energy, that we are an aspect of source energy, that we're always connected to infinite source or the currency of all life. So this is this means that what we value will be changing, personally and collectively. Okay, because these eclipses are about collective; they they affect the individual, but the redirections of energy collectively. And so, what has held us in bondage? We're to be liberated from. We're to be released from. So some of you may be feeling like you have to do a lot of deeper inner work. You might feel like a lot of fears are coming up. I'm seeing with the fear of aging, you know, fear of being a certain age, uh, having certain belief system, and now that's no longer working. You know, that belief system or idea was maybe handed down to you or based on societal norms. So eventually, the societal norms will be changing. You know, they're they're changing on the fringe now. Those of you that are more at the you know the front lines, you know, receiving the cutting edge information, insight. You're listening to this program. You're getting the downloads from your higher self of what to do, you know, where you need to make changes. So, again, the lunar eclipse a lot of times brings up what we're emotionally attached to. It's made us feel emotionally safe. We have a routine around it, especially that it's the north moon and cancer, the south northern Capricorn, right? And so the full moon a lot of people get this, you know, wrong. It's not about giving up. It's about the culmination, the fullness. Three to four days to a week after the full moon is the time to release, to let go, to do your purging. But what's happening, and for many of you, the full moon may have brought an intensification of whatever your symptoms are of your transition, transformation, and deeper healing and liberation. So some of you, if you've been dealing with health issues, you could have felt sicker or more ill or, you know, it could have been a crescendo. If it was about um, relationship issues, it could have come to a head. So a lot comes to a head with the full moon, and then when you put the eclipse energy on it, partial or not, doesn't matter, when you put that energy on it, it intensifies it. It brings what's deeper. Okay, so those eclipses tend to bring what's what's deeper, what's affecting us on a deeper level than what we were previously aware of. This is why I've been getting in my teleworkshops and um, and if you guys are interested in that, sign up, go to you know awakenings podcast or my soul playground life info at playground Or I think you can Sign up right on, um, to get information on also playground.life. But a lot of my clients have been saying, I have this intense fear. I'm really fearing this. I have all this anxiety. And I'm like, well, this it's not only been resting and embedding deep within within you, it's collective. You have to remember the purge. Many of you are purging also collectively. You're helping the collective purge, and so it's, again, microcosm, macrocosm, the individual, the group, the, the collective, and the, you know, the individual, the subconscious, the conscious, all those, Tammy in the chat saying, phew, yes, really feeling the collective anxiety, yes, and one thing that can help you, I do this myself, is I ask, is this my energy, you know, of course, a part of it is us because we're all interconnected, but it's very possible for you to feel anxiety that's not yours, whether somebody around you, it's another loved one, a friend, you know, your animal being, I'm going stuff with Yoshi, I realized the other day, a baby fur being 15, I think it's 105 in 105 dog years, but it's all relative, Have been having some major health challenges, and I thought I lost her almost you know, the other night, so, you know, her body, her body, so it's a matter of time, and so I'm really just being in the sacred space with her, holding the space, allowing, um, but I realized at one point I had all this anxiety, and I was like, oh, because as an animal being just like some, sometimes it happens with people, they get anxiety at night, you know, when they get starved, and then they get anxiety when you fall asleep, apparently dogs do. They get anxiety when they're sleeping. They get anxious separation anxiety. I guess they can feel you, you know, leaving, you know. Um, and then there's just general anxiety and the you know mind neurological dementia. So I looked and I went I looked at her and I said, I love you very much, but I'm the, I'm an empath. I'm picking up on your anxiety. So know what's yours and know what to do. I guess is the best thing that I can tell you. Know what's yours and know what to do because probably a lot for some of you what you're experiencing isn't even you, right? So hold witness to it, the sacredness of the human path or unfolding. And I've been writing a lot about this. If you saw my post, I think two days ago, well, no, yesterday and the day before on my Instagram, I really thought um, how you have to be vulnerable in this new paradigm. Have to be more porous and open, and that's what a lot of these changes are doing. You know, we're living in the unknown of everything, right? Um, yeah, Yoshin went for prayers. People putting in the chat. Thank you. Um, so we have, well, but the thing is, is the only part that doesn't know is the ego, the surface mind. The other part of us knows what's going on. And so you really have to remember that, that there is a part of you that does know what's going on and be led by that. See, we're so used to thinking. I had to work with a client the other day with this. I said, you keep thinking of what to do with your routine. You keep thinking because this worked in the past. There's a much different energy flow to thinking than knowing with your inner knowing. It doesn't matter if yoga is healthy for you or going for a walk or hiking or eating certain foods or getting up at a certain time or going to bed at a certain time. If you're in the middle of a shift and your soul is needing something else, you know, your higher self is needing something else for your soul to come through you more, you may be in a routine that seems healthy for you on the outside, but it's actually detrimental to you because it's not truly what you need. because you're thinking it, right? You gonna see where I'm going with this. So thinking and analyzing is going to be, the, you know, the latter thing to do. But we're so used to um, thinking, you know, like think this is what I always do. or I know what I need. No, you don't know what you need because if you know what you needed, then that's the part of you that's the ego. That means it's something that's already happened in the past. And so it may be the same thing. It may be, I don't know, <laughs> right? The only way that you're going to find out if it's, something, if it's the same thing or something different is to stop thinking and to pause and to go within and to open, to ask the question of the higher self, to feel what your body needs, not think this is healthy, this is good. I see so many people doing things that they think are healthy or right for them. And I can see it as a psychic and a channel impact, and it's not. But they're not always open to hearing it because it's healthy. It's the right way to eat. It's the right thing to do. But their body is screaming for something else. So really listening to the messages of your body, what your body is saying. You know, you guys, actually is just much, much more intuitive way of living. But we have to get through the quest of fear, fear, over fear. And, and part of that is toxicity, toxic relationships, toxic beliefs. And why are they toxic? Because they're not good anymore. They're not, they're not serving anymore. It's like, yes, that amazing apple but that's been out there rotting is not good. It's toxic. You know, that piece of fish or that piece of, you know, whatever, you know, celery or fruit or whatever it is, once was good, but it, c- it can become toxic You know, or like something becomes mildew. It has to be cleansed, you know, or rested. It has to be cleansed. It has to be cleared. And so that's where we're at right now. It's a great cleansing and purging. It's a purification process. And it's intense. But what it's doing is releasing karmic constraints and karmic bonds and saying let's wipe the slate clean and clear, but you now have to do it this way. Otherwise you're going to get yourself ensnared in a... Down have a rabbit hole karmic loop. So you have to be honest with yourself. If something is no longer serving you, what I would share with all of you is ask, what's your big dream? What's your big idea that you probably can't do? Your dream job, dream relationship, dream lifestyle, dream routine, you know, um, dream book to write, dream show to create, you know, even the routine. What's your dream routine? And how can you start going for that? Some of you that say, oh, would I have, you know, I need a job, I've been out of work, still go for the dream. You know, if you need something transitionally, it will come in. But if you already are in a transitional job, don't try to jump into another transitional job. That's just fear. It's saying, I need to get out of this, but, you know, it's too much heat in the kitchen and I need to make money. That's not going by your soul, because the reason you're in a transitional job or situation, and for some of you, you don't like your transitional job or situation, which I get it, some of you feel done with it, some of you want to grow more, that you would already be in a situation of growing more if your inner psyche was there already. So stay put, meditate more, spend more time in Deep reflection, just opening to your dreams, to your insights, be open to the messages, be more be more in nature, reflect. If it's journaling, deeper healing. If it's reaching out to people, just try it like a muscle. Just move it. Oh, I feel like calling this person. I feel like texting this. I feel like doing this. Or I feel like being near a tree. You know, or I always eat lunch inside in the cafeteria. No, I mean, I'm going to go outside and eat by a tree. I'm going to drive to the ocean. Look at the ocean. I'm going to drive to the lake. I'm going to take a walk during my break at work, you know, or at school, I'm good at only 12 units instead of pushing it for 15 so I can have this extra time. That's one thing that's freeing up for everyone as well is the idea of time and how time is so important. What I also find interesting is a lot of what this energy shift is about that's, you know, up-leveling, updating our inner software, our inner beliefs and our outer, our body in our relationship to food, our relationship to all things earth, really. It's it's bits and pieces of what mystic sages, spiritual teachers, what's written perhaps in some great books as well or lived. you know, the big here now. It touches that, but it's no longer going to be for those that choose it willingly or consciously. It's going to be part of the narrative. If not eventually the narrative of our earth plane experience. We really are in a soul playground. Tammy in the chat, this is so helpful. Matches my experience. Oh, Tammy, I'm wonderful. I'm glad. That's why I wanted to today give voice to. I mean, we can always look at aspects. I mean, that's, I'm reading things, you know, psychically. i looking at a channel with trends and, and a neurologist and an astrologer, reading it all. It's what, do we, what does it mean? What do these aspects mean to us or for us? How can we individualize them? How can we use this energy positively, co-creatively, in a life-enhancing way to inspire, to motivate, to make the changes that we want? But once we understand what's happening, then we can go, oh, let me do it. This is how it's affecting me. This is why. And you also don't feel so alone, you know. So, whatever is ending or winding down or less of or a different version of is to allow something, someone else, some situation, circumstance to come in. It's there in the etheric plane. All the while, you guys have all been going deeper, deeper, deeper. we are been blocked, retrograde, retro, blocked, blocked, blocked. And as I've said, you're not blocked. You're being forced to go even deeper within your, your, your movements. We're so used to in our, in our earth experience that moving is about moving forward, making it happen, looking good, get the car, I got this project, I, I move it, I got, I move. You know, I could, people can see, it, oh, you're doing this, you're doing that. But we don't account for the inward movement. And many of you have been doing inward movement. However, you've been pushed, moved, some of you forced, to do Deeper inward movement, so deep that you're rooting inwardly. All I can tell you is the deeper the roots inwardly, the deeper inward growth, the deeper you know yourself internally, you know your soul. You're making this wonderful path, this liaison with your soul self. You're living more from the higher self, less and less from the egoic mind. Of course the ego is growing up, the ego is maturing and getting more conscious that part of your inner psyche. So it's having less hold on you. This isn't about getting rid of the ego. This isn't the stupid cliche, your ego is not your amigo. Yes, it is your amigo. If you study psychology, it's very much your amigo. In fact in transpersonal hypnotherapy in our chemical hypnotherapy, we have ego strengthening as a transpersonal counselor. One of the things we do in the practice is rapport building but if you don't have a strong ego, you can't be criticized. That's what personality disorders are. The people that actually have borderline personality disorder or, you know, unregulated, you know, emotional disorders such as borderline or anger issues, you know, that are chronic. They can't, can't have criticism. Their ego isn't strong enough, but when you have a strong sense of self, you can hear no, you can hear oh that can because I didn't like that post. It's yeah, okay, Everybody hurts. there's a pinch, yeah, there's a little bit. but it doesn't crush you because it's not your identity. It's hey, well I'm a soul being and I'm meant to be here and this is how I'm right like. or oh yeah, maybe your life right. could tweak it. You know, you can say help me. When you have a strong sense of self of interconnection, a healthy ego. You know, it's like people say, oh, they're a bully because they have a big ego. No, they're a bully because their ego is wounded. They're living out of the wound. When we cease to live out of the wound, when we recognize it's just something that happened to us and we went through, and there may be sadness and pain, there might be loss, there might be, you know, it might hurt. It's trauma, it may come up. But when we bond with people more and more in higher consciousness of love and less and less of trauma bonding, or bonding through our wounding, bonding through our fears, bonding through our limitations, that's when we're really connecting into the soul alignment and living more in soul sense. Sure, we could say, oh, I been through this too, or I had this bad situation, or I'm sleeping from this, but you don't live there. That's not where you reside. Such a small part of us, whatever has happened to us, as horrible and impacting as it can be, it's not the totality of who we are. And that's a lot of what this eclipse, the succession of eclipses, has been bringing us to, is to get the toxicity, get the wound, and get it up and out. And then it's another day where you see, oh, I don't have to base my life on that. I can choose differently. I can live differently. I can open up more to love. I can live less. Uh, you know I could be defense, less defensively I could live less defensively less me wall walling my heart off and what do people do the, a lot of times people that wall their heart off they focus on the material only the achieving the money striving. I got this I got that I got this okay really how's your heart doing to me? how do you feel you feel that person did you, did you feel that opening did you feel that connection so really we're moving into, again, aligning that sacred center of the, of the message centers or communication centers within and without of the gut, the heart, the brain, and residing more in the heart, connecting to the soul. That's what this is all about. All right, for a little bit. There's a lot more to share on this. I will continue to, but let us jump into callers. And we've got our first caller here. Welcome to the program. Great to connect with you. Hello, you're on air. Okay, I'm talking to a two zero seven number. I will come back. Hello. Hello, you're on air. Hello, welcome to the program.
3: Lower on Okay. I don't
2: know what's going on. Okay. Those of you you've been stepping with the phone, I'm getting two callers now. If you have a question, a comment, like to chat, share your story of how your soul connected with well, your soul, your soul's unfolding. And I'll go back. Let's go here. Hello and welcome to the program. You're on air. Hello. Is it 20768? Yes it is. Hello, hello. This is Tammy. Tammy? Yes, yeah. Tammy. Hi, Tammy. Hi, Tammy. Hi. Hello. Um, I was curious. Um, do you see anybody coming into my life anytime soon? A lot of people. But in what way? Be specific. All of in specifically A <laughs> <I> soulmate. <saw> <laughs> Okay, but a lot of soulmates. So you're looking for romantic partnerships, romantic soulmate, romantic. life partner. Okay. Life partner. So you got to be clear. Life partner. you got to be clear yeah. about what you want. We attract a lot of soulmates. Okay, so let's look at Tammy, what's coming up as far as romantic soulmate, partner, life partner, husband. Call it in, Tammy. Got to call it in. Oh, quite suddenly. I'm going to call No, no, no. You've got to call it. you got to get specific about what it is you want. Get out like a husband, life partner, mother, da, 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 da. But I feel like there's a timidity in asking for you what you want. I am feeling somebody is quickly. It could be energy as well. It, it, it could be a by the way. What's coming up? Yeah, it's not Tammy in the chat. It's another Tammy. Yeah, We've got Tammy in the chat, too. Who's oh, about heart? <laughs> oh, by the way? Okay, so let's see. Maybe you'll get some of her energy because you've got a long term, really good one, <laughs> good relationship. Okay, there's okay. okay. Tammy online to go. Let me look at your Remember. number. Life partners from drawing that life partner in. Yeah, it seems something really quick, and I want to say there's something between September and December with you. And I feel that it's going to be something out of the blue or quick that you're going to meet someone. I do feel they probably have a lot of water in their chart or they're very open, uh, maybe spiritually open, or just kind of nurturing. I don't know if you have a lot of water in your chart, cancer, type Scorpio energy, or by house placement. Um, you could meet them at a spiritual center or some kind of group. Um, who has play around? There's somebody, I feel like it's either school with kids or community play. There's something about some kind of performance. Does this make sense to you? Um, no. I mean, I have,
4: no, I don't have kids and I don't have grandkids. Okay,
2: but is there a community center or something? I feel like there's some yeah. community playhouse. What is that? There's some connection there with, yeah, you like have church the, groups and like church groups, maybe. Wow. Oh, maybe it's a church group. Do they do for my soul group? I uh, know. Uh, yeah, okay. Because well, maybe there's a talk or lecture. I'll, all this, all I know is it seems like there's those curtains in the background, and there's somebody at the podium, and then there's some kind of um, slideshow or something in the back or Performance, there's something you're going to go to in one of these groups, and I, I okay. Unless you meet this guy and then you go later, he brings you to something like community playhouse or community center or church center, it almost looks like an auditorium kind of setting, and then mm-hmm. there's, okay. there's, milling, there's milling around afterwards. So be open to different experiences and going to some of these because I feel that's where you meet him, it's, and it's very clear. It's out of the blue. Okay. That's out of the blue. And I do feel and he has,
1: way. yeah,
2: I do feel he has children. Okay. So I don't know. You could go with something to somebody, with somebody, and then, you know, you end up talking and meeting. But um, I do feel he's been married before. I do feel there's children, um, maybe school age. Yeah. No. All right, can so you keep us posted, okay? okay? All right. I care. will. Thank you so much, Michelle. You're so welcome. Great to connect. want to try again. The Seven number. Go. Here we go. Hello, welcome. You're on air. Welcome to Awakening. Hello, hello. Okay. Let's go to the next one. Hello and welcome to Awakening. You're oh, on air.
4: Hi. Hello. Oh, hi, this is hi. Katie. Thank you for taking my call.
2: Hey, Katie,
4: welcome to the program. Oh, hi. <clears throat> I actually have a very similar question to the call of before. Um, okay. I before. Okay. Op- yes, I'm open to a really serious relationship, and I have been dating different people, um, but I do want to have kids and... Uh, you know, just have a solid relationship. So I just was wondering, what are you getting with that, or, or, or with about the guy?
2: Okay, let's see. Let's see. Okay, so partnership. Okay, that's what I thought. Oh, you're definitely okay. So you're okay. It so does show the dating. Keep, it's keep your options opening. Oh, but I'm not sure if any of the ones you're with right now. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I still close the year into let me look. Let me check this. I no. Speaking of dating these guys, it's, it's, keep your option. Okay. Yeah, there it is. One of them you're going to wonder about, um, I believe. Is there one you're more interested in but you're not sure like
4: beliefs or lifestyle yeah. well one yeah well one not one I am more interested in um one not yeah, it's one I'm more interested in. we were enjoying ourselves, and then um I didn't notice, but I found oh. out I used to date his friend, so I think he's he's oh. he he's feeling a little uh, Different now or whatever
2: because of that. Yeah, that must be him. Okay, because it shows some kind of communication and looking at. And again, this is the lunar. This is exactly what I was talking about. These old beliefs, you know, Mm -hmm. that come up like, oh, that's weird, that's wrong, or you know. And again, by the way, these are common, healthy, you know, beliefs. But do they suit us in the new? it's showing some communication with someone like trying to work it through, especially in September. And it's going kind to of come down to what do you believe, you know, what do you believe that he you believe is proper or not proper or right, you know? Um, right. Let's see if that's perspective. Well just, well, just be positive. Um, I think it's going to go slowly, and there could even be a breakup or separation or like a time out. And yeah. I can see then mm-hmm. you getting, getting back together. Okay. Yeah, yeah.
4: I'm go-, go ahead. No, no, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to kind of like uh, just give him his space and, you know, he could do whatever he want. I'm going to do whatever I want. I'm just open. But he is someone I did really, really like, though. Because yeah. I could tell he's dealing okay. with his emotions. He's dealing with his emotions and okay. I can't like force him to no. feel differently or get over it or whatever. So I'm just going to let him, you know, be however he wants to be. You know, but I'm going to enjoy oh, my good. life. You know, yeah. Good. Excellent,
2: excellent. But I am excellent. open to meeting excellent.
4: other people, though. I
2: am, I good. am open okay. to meeting well, other you're people to too. though. Right. the deal: I think you're going to know more the end of this year and the next year. You see, you partnered up, partnered up with someone. I don't feel it's done with this one. Let's see. what's
4: Okay, because yeah, I do sure. want to have kids, though. You know.
2: Okay. Yeah. But so you can't rush things. That's where you gotta trust. Unless you're crazy, yeah. your, you gotta trust. I mean, I gotta tell you, I've had clients. I had my neighbor. I had her first child at uh-huh. forty-seven. My mom oh, had really? of my at forty-five. Yeah. I have a my uh-huh. insurance. Tina had five children. The last one was at fifty-five. I have two clients that had children at fifty-one without in vitro, and one at fifty-two with in vitro. So. It's possible, so again, you can tell me I want to have kids, but I can only see psychically what I see, what your cycle is you know, what, what's yeah. coming after yeah. you. Yeah, so, I would say don't worry about it. I would say that, okay, kids, yeah, I would say to, see, there's an interesting energy around you. I feel like what I'm getting is a lot of like cancer, Taurus energy, meaning perseverance, step-by-step, let things unfold, focus on your self-care, nurturing, who nurtured you, yeah. focus on home, family, and all that. But then at the same time, I get this, like, whoop, out of the blue. Like, what, what I feel with you is things could happen all at once.
4: You yeah, get, yeah, yeah. Have you been mm-hmm. feeling
2: that? Have you been feeling that?
4: Yeah, well, well yeah um I feel like it's it's a possibility I'm going to have a baby really soon. <laughs> I feel that and yeah. then I'm also like well, I, doing a doing a business so i I might just be doing and it's something I enjoy so I might be doing them both at the have it both at the same
2: time well there's a poss- yeah there's a possibility you could be pregnant before doing the whole marriage thing you find out you're yeah pregnant yeah. You get, yeah yeah so there there's a lot of um quick shifts around you okay yeah there's a lot of yeah. last have you been
4: experiencing that have you been experiencing this quick shift um yeah like um yeah because like I was dating it was, it is just so funny like I met one guy and then like that kind of just was like over really quick and then I just met another guy and It was just like a swept off my feet kind of thing and then that shifted also but, I mean, it is a possibility I'm I'm carrying now. I don't know, but I'm just... Oh,
2: see, maybe that's why. Yes. Okay. Yes. Okay. Maybe yes. that's why I feel like a baby soon and before marriage. And that's going yeah. to shift things. Okay. So you've got to kind of trust because it's... Um, Yeah, you got a lot of fast shifts. It's like, uh uh-oh, now I'm doing this, now I'm doing this. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, and I love what you're doing with this, like, okay, have your little thing, what you need to do, you know, tune in, figure it out, you know, do your emotional thing. I'm over here doing my thing. And that's perfect, you know, because then you can refine each other. But I I feel partnership next year. I feel like there's a lot of little things that have to go through this year, and part of it is. You are dating other people, but part of it is with this guy, and you kind of figuring some stuff out, and you you having some talks. Um, yeah, is what it's showing. Getting on the same page philosophically, really. It's about yeah. It's about the existence, you know, So this of eclipse yeah. is bringing that stuff up for people. You know, yeah, it is. It seven, is. Right? I had a client the other day that said, "Oh, I'm 70. I should be with my closer to my family, or I I, I can't." do this i can't do that and i said well my neighbor was 72 74 i go is jogging every day i go she's not doing five minute miles she's probably <laughs> right and she, does every day. and she has these amazing parties potluck. and i go so i don't know and why, why she, um, you know was that famous painter that was in her 80s she was married i think her husband lived in new york and she was in mexico tammy probably in the chat knows who it is and in her eighties she would go by herself and paint but so I don't know. The
4: soul you know, we can't say. The soul has right, you know an
2: agenda. So, yeah, so, you know
4: yeah, that you, guy maybe right? Yeah, no, so you know how I'm feeling, back back like back this back back. is not say if I am carrying, I was saying, you know what, this isn't I mean, of course I wanna be married, I wanna be happy or whatever you know, the whole, you know, fairy tale. But I said, You know what? If that's not the case, that's not the case, but I'm still going to be enjoy it. It's not necessarily an experience I want, but I'm going to still embrace it and be happy about it. And
2: Good. I'm just
4: not, I'm just going to be in a love space.
2: Oh, I love that. Yeah. You know, years ago, I had a client who really wanted to get pregnant. Mm uh-huh. hmm. And she had done, she was doing she met me, and she did it on her own. And she was emailing, them, so we, I just quickly look at, you know, all these different, you know, whatever, the paperwork, you know, what it says, the match, um, kind of digital touch out. And I kept telling her, and I said, you're not going to have to do this on your own. And I said, I wouldn't rush, because I feel that somebody's going to do this with you. And right. Six months later, eight months later, she met somebody, and she said, oh, you're so right, and they ended up doing the pregnancy thing together, you know. Right. So mm-hmm. I, I kind of
4: feel that with you as well, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I said. I said, you know what? Looks even if I'm caring, I said, you know what? If I happen to meet somebody else. I'll just let them know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah. I'm still coming from a love place, and I'm being honest, so what can you do?
2: Yeah. Just being you know, you, oh you know, easy, feel like all work feel like good at talking, you know, to the sky, and you know he's got to he's got to come to his own conclusions on, you know, what's the interesting thing, you know, I had somebody but they were like so in love and they're they kind of handle it, and I'm like, these about this, you go to the clubs, you go online dating, you, you do all of this, and then when the love comes, and smacks you in the face, and you're so into it, you run away. I'm like, because this. Yes, yeah. you know what? what? He did. What? He,
4: yeah, because you know what? When we met, he did tell me he that he was scared of me. So, yeah, they're me. Of you.
2: They're scared of the woman of their dreams. Oh, I've heard it before. Yeah. Yeah, yeah so he did say that. So, so uh, yeah. They're scared of exactly what they want. It's like, oh my God, I love you so much. you scare me. And it's like, but I was scared you
4: know, too. I, I yeah, was scared too. You, you Yes, because it was this feeling, and I never—it was this feeling like someone just made you feel so special. And I said to my friend, I said, "Oh my, my girlfriend," I said, "I'm scared that I want him to always feel this way, and I want to always feel this way." I said, "But I'm more scared. I want to feel this way even without him." I said, "It's this yeah. feeling, and will. I want this
2: feeling." Yeah, yes, I, that's when people yeah. realize that you're getting the match that is you at the deeper level or the more expanded level in consciousness. It is you. And it's not this person controlling you. That's people feel like they're going to control you. And that's yeah. They're probably going to cry and whatever. All right, Judy, Katie, keep us posted, okay? Thank good you. Good I will.
4: You. I will. Thank you so much. Thank you. Take good care. Bye-bye.
2: Bye-bye. These eclipse energies are moving, 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 working, working, working. Okay, let's get to hello. Welcome you're On Air with Awakenings with Michelle Mache. Hello, 347, you're on air, 825, hello. Oh, no, this is Katie, you just spoke to me. Oh, oh again. okay, bye. Yes, bye. Okay, I'm going to try that. Uh... Hello, you're on air, welcome to the program. Hello. hello. Hello, you're on
0: air. Hi, thank you for taking my call.
2: You're welcome, what's your first name?
0: Uh, official name Karen Sue.
3: <laughs> Karen Sue.
0: According to my mother,
3: I don't know okay. if Spirit
0: prefers that name. I don't always use it. So. Okay. Oh, you
2: better turn your radio down, please. I'm sorry. Oh, Karen Sue. Yeah, I can hear. I can hear an echo.
0: So turn the radio down. When you're listening or the computer, whatever. You yeah, I do. I turned everything is down. Oh, it is. Okay. I heard of it. It's better? It. Okay. Yeah, it has gone. Yeah. Perfect. Good, good. Yeah, okay. Do you have a question or a
2: comment or something? Yes. You want to share? I wonder,
0: Spirit, uh, what messages are for me for what's coming up, what I'm supposed to do with the rest of my life. I'm in grief now, and um, I just lost my <clears throat> soulmate partner. Yeah. Of 15 to 20 years. I'm not exactly sure. It's a oh. long time. Gosh,
3: okay, oh. thank you mm-hmm. so i'm
0: I'm dealing with that and wondering what's ahead. What am I supposed to do with the rest of my life, and um how I can achieve financial security
3: mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> because mm-hmm. he was helping a lot in that area as well.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: okay, so any well, messages come through for me about me any of that I would greatly appreciate. thank you. Right. Okay. Let's see.
2: Okay. Well, I do feel the freeing up is to follow your own path. It's a giving to know yourself at a deeper level. The other turns to I'm feeling around you. Yeah, there it is. Okay, so you're feeling a little limited in the self-expression. The key for you right now is your creativity, is your self-expression. I don't know if it's writing, writing that you've gone through. There's something that. You I feel that wants to be burst through you, and it is at the self-expression, creative level. Okay, um, it does show a need to reach out to new people, new environments. There could be a move. I'm not sure. Are you? Have you been looking at moving?
0: Oh, I would love to, but um, uh, financially, I don't know how I could be doing that.
2: Right now, okay. <laughs> Yeah, it's going to be. Um, I do feel like there is going to be a move for you, so that's interesting mm. that
0: you want to.
2: But the, the key right now is for you. let see. see,
0: are you getting the move is going to be pushed on me, or I want it? And are you getting no, I that feel it like
2: would there's another, place. It's like there's another place that you want to live? Let's see, you... yeah, well, okay, here's the thing I get, and, and again. You heard this program. If you're on Instagram, my live, I think it's still up. I go deeper also into this. You're being pushed into connecting more with your soul tribe, people that are more like-minded, and I get artistic community. So there's something around you with art and creativity. Okay, so whether you're doing that as an artist or working maybe in a museum or something, you um, mm. put. It's more important for you to stretch out into being around more like-minded individuals and things that support you or fulfill you or inspire you. That's yes. important. And, it, and job-wise, I feel like you need to get do something that is just right now of interest because you're, you're in I the arc that you're in right now, transition, is very much about reconnecting to these other parts of you that you didn't fully live out, or live through, or flesh out is what I'm hearing, okay? And it's going to be more on your own scene in the beginning. Like, you're the one that's exploring. You're the one that's going to the group. You're the individual that's checking this out, you know? And I do feel like um, also hearing music, music in the background, music uh, being important somehow. Hmm. What Can I say right? um, years ago, yeah, Go ahead and share. Go ahead. And share. I just wanted to
0: say, uh, years ago, um, I had been pursuing acting, uh, and then I put it on hold when I was caregiver to my grandmother for ten years or so, and she needed more and more attention, and so I couldn't do the acting on the side anymore, and so I kind of stopped. And by the time she passed away, I just went kaput and went into a deep depression and breakdown down and got sick and everything. So I, I never went back to the acting. I said to myself, oh, I'm too old now. I don't look so good. I hate the way I'm aging, and maybe it's not meant to be for me because it didn't happen. Well,
2: maybe that's the art, the state of expression.
0: That's what because I was wondering. Is it something yeah, new I'm supposed to commercial. do?
2: Well, yeah, I would, I would check that out, you know, and there's a lot of things on, like online, now casting, there's different ca- – I would check that out because they need all kinds, all types, all ages, all shapes, all color, you know, everything. So that would be one, because I definitely feel it's in the art, it's a creative expression, it's in the field of art, but you need to mm-hmm. put yourself in, in that environment. Reconnect back with the energy of that and be in more resonance with it, and there will be some opportunities. Right now, work-wise, I feel like you could somebody that needs help with something, and then you do a little bit of work on the side with them. Right now, it's not showing anything other than following, going back to the artistic expression, going back to what you believe. And by the way, everyone that's listening, these eclipses have been about and this crescendo of eclipse. Of, uh, you know, Cancer, Capricorn, and then again, it's Capricorn, Cancer, you know, I, I believe in December, January, time of Capricorn, is having us go back to what we couldn't finish or what we love doing in rear do but we'll go back to it in a different way, a more conscious, expanded way. So, yes, that fits in for you as well.
0: Oh, wow. yes, do
2: keep us posted, okay? I'm glad we
0: Okay. Time. Well, thank you. Take thank you very much.
2: Okay. You're so welcome. And take good care. Take good nurturing care of yourself.
0: Thank you. Appreciate it. Thanks for the reading. Thank you.
1: You're
2: welcome. Okay. So it's time for our Awakening Dialogue in the second half of the program. We have with us today the Behavior and Haitian American author, physician and neuroscientist, Dr. Cholet Josue. His experience as an American immigrant and a neuropsychiatrist have given him a unique insight into how individuals can use specific brain tools to create their best lives. Now he is sharing these tools with the world. Uh, he is also the author of 12 and Ending Summers. I want to welcome to the program Cholet Josue. Wonderful to connect with you. Hello and welcome to the program. Thank you. Can you hear me? Yes, I can hear you. Just have to turn your uh, okay. radio off. Yeah. One
1: second. I need to.
2: Yeah. Can you hear me
1: now? That's okay. Okay. Well, thank you for all. Yeah, I'm, uh, glad me. You. I'm glad. Yeah. Okay. Can you, connect with yeah. you? Yes. I um, well. Can you hear me? One second. Yeah, can,
2: hear you. I'm can you hear me?
1: Yeah,
3: no, yeah. 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 Okay. One
1: second, I need to oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay, okay. thank you Okay. Yeah. Yes. Nice talking to you. Um, um I was hearing um great shows, but but thanks for having me and uh, I'd le- definitely would like to share, you know, what it is about self compassion that I'm discovering. Um, that I'd like to share being a neuroscientist with um, the listeners. Yeah. So, oh, yeah. I love it.
2: You know, and I want to say, Dr., uh, how do you term uh, Dr. Cholet, right? Cholet? You're Cholet. Doctor Cholet. Dr. Yes. hmm Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, so one of the things I've noticed, this, this, uh, part of the awakening process that we're in, seems to be really... A lot of the deep healing seems to be refocusing us on a deeper level of self-love, self-understanding, love and understanding of others, but specifically for ourselves individually and compassion for ourselves and others. There seems to be this vulnerability in this part of the awakening. Now, as a scientist, what, what do you attribute this to, this Self-compassion.
1: Sherry. self-compassion. What do I attribute on self-compassion to? I mean.
2: Yes. Why now and why is it so important? Because I feel this is this oh. is coming up a lot of people. I see it personally in my life. I see it with people oh. I work with, clients. I, this awakening to self-love, okay. self-care, self-compassion. Why is this so okay. important and why do you feel it's happening now? Yes.
1: Let, let me tell you why I think it's happening now. So, You know, the world has evolved. Everyone's been trying to do their best. I think we come to the evolution realizing that we have been trained to give to other people, and it has not worked for us. Meaning that if you're a mother with children, and if you're a woman with a husband or children, you've been told to give yourself up. Then after that, we have wants and needs. They'll come back and help us. But that's not yeah. the nature of things because the same people, they have their own wants and needs. And if they don't give what, they cannot give what they don't have. So we realize that the world has changed. One, we don't have the village anymore. We're more anxious. We, we're we in a more competitive world. then the wants and needs are amplifying. I think what we're realizing now, okay, we, women especially, honestly, have given themselves to the world. And what mm-hmm. they get in return, the Not people much. cannot give you what they don't have. No. Right. So the brain is, oh. the, way the, the way the brain is, we, everyone wants to be liked. Everyone mm-hmm. wants to acknowledge. We all want to, for people to acknowledge our good deeds. And women especially does something that the gods Women are the only people that can create, with an instant of an act, create life. Mm-hmm. And so all the things are going on. And so when you, we, we finish giving, we want something too, because we are made of soul and spirit and body. And, but we can only give what we have. And so what we're realizing wow. that the way the human brain is, we have shame, we have guilt, remorse, regret. We started calling this very early at three, when we were three years old when we were having memory. So those right. things really really um, sap us or they, they cripple us from becoming our true selves. And so that those things stop us from giving back to people who have helped us. So it requires self-compassion. Then it says, let me care for my own self interest, have empathy for myself. At the same time, I can have empathy for others. So I mm-hmm. think that's why we evolve in realizing self compassion is because we've tried other things. We try in fact, we try self love. But right. if self love doesn't include human suffering, it's not going to work.
2: Okay, meaning, what does that mean? So, self,
1: so if we don't bring in me, meaning, our, me, part of the, successors, we're the successors. meaning that because we also what self compassion teaches us, human suffering is a shared, universal human condition. Then, right. therefore, we need to care for ourselves. Now, if we're doing that when doing self love, then because we suffer as human beings, and we right. we need to take care of that. So one of the things society we've been ingrained, if we don't deal with our shame, with our feeling of imperfections, with our regret, remorse, which we all have, then we cannot really find the bliss, the happiness that we really need to. Some of it comes from within. Mm
3: -hmm.
1: I think if I, I I hope you understand what I'm saying. I think that's what the world is evolving because we've been teaching self-love, self-care. We've been doing that for a while. But if it, does, right. if it does not involve human suffering, which we all have, it's, right. not, it turn, it's turning out not to be enough. But let me ask you right. I don't mean to uh, carry on because I'm passionate about it. Do you understand what I, yeah. I mean? Does it make sense? Or?
2: No, it makes sense. But let's dive into a little more. Because so, I get it. Because it was self care, self love. And I've been saying self-care, self-love. Self-love is really love. I mean, you can't really love unless you're loving yourself. And you're taking it exactly. a step further that if I don't, I'm not really caring for myself or loving myself if I don't have compassion for what I'm going through. So the story, exactly. Right? Is that what you're saying? Wow. Yes. See That's the to me yes. the openness because especially people that are teachers, healers, you know, people, mothers, fathers, you know, whatever the caretaking role tends to be. You know, maybe you go to the gym or you go to yoga or you get the massage. And so, oh, I love myself. I take care of myself. But there's this high bar of how strong you have to be, right? You're there for
1: others. Yes. You know, don't
2: focus on your, your you know, what you're going through, you know, just use yes. that channel. Yes. So you're actually saying, what, what, what is that causing us, do you think, mentally, emotionally, and maybe in brain functioning, what is that doing to us individually and as a society by having to try to
1: be overstrong strong
2: and help others and think for others, you know, and not having that compassion for
1: ourselves. Here's what that doing to us. Remember, we're all born, we won't be like. we won't belong to, we won't be, feel comfortable that, here's the most important thing, because by the time we, we're five, six years old, we have imperfection. We have some guilt remorse. We, we want not to be judged by others. So, oh,
3: okay.
1: self, you see I'm saying? So, if we want to be around people who will not judge us, we will not look at our imperfection. So, when mm-hmm. you give to others, those things are still not being taken care of. And they're very ingrained subconsciously. Well, and at some point, you become resentful because, oh my God, I give to everyone, and now I still feel inadequate. I feel, still feel imperfect. Mm-hmm. And those people cannot give back to me because people cannot. The brain cannot give what it doesn't have. So what that creates? Why? It creates resentment. It creates resentment. It creates jealousy, envy, all those things that are not made for the better enjoy of ourselves.
3: Hmm.
2: So
1: how? does it's really, envy by, and
2: jealousy. How does it? So I'm well, not receiving well, enough. In a sense, you're not receiving enough, and we're not getting what is it—the validation, the connection, the support. Yes,
1: yes, yes. Because look, okay. if you're giving to your children, you're giving to someone. You see someone, and you're not feeling good about yourself. And you see someone chit-setting, <laughs> They're going on vacations. It takes tremendous mm-hmm. courage for you to say, you know what? I am not living a good life, and why are they living a good life? It's mm-hmm. human. You know i saying, that. and it's very biological. Mm-hmm. Of course, right. you know, my, and you don't blame biological. people. Mm-hmm. Yes, it's you don't blame people. For what you're
2: saying it's mm-hmm. A
1: little overlap. You're I mean, saying it's biological as well. Yes, it's biological. because we all want to feel good. The brain wants to feel good. Mm-hmm. We don't yeah. want to feel pain. Right. You know what I'm saying? So it's biological because... Mm-hmm. Go ahead. So go ahead. Biological it's biological because we all want to feel good. We to feel liked. And we want to have a sense of belonging. And so when we don't have it, then it takes tremendous courage to not to feel, oh, you know, well, I'm, I mean, I'm not feeling good about myself and other people who are having a good time. But if I have compassion for myself, I care for my own suffering, and I'm taking care of my own guilt, remorse, and shame, then it reminds me, okay, let me take care of myself, but these people can have live their life too, their lives also. Then I'm okay because I'm taking care of myself.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: It stops us from competing with other people. It helps us to compete with the best of
2: so when you have more compassion for yourself, you're less competitive with others is what you're saying.
1: Yes, yes, exactly. Wow. The key, the key to be, honestly, we can compete with others. It can be in other people's shoes. You haven't walked my mm-hmm. shoes, you know, in my shoes. But society, if we don't have that, we tend to care for our own suffering. Again, I keep mentioning suffering for our, our imperfections, yeah. our, mm-hmm. our feeling inadequate. We all, everyone wants to be liked. Everyone wants to be loved.
2: Do you think the giving, or like what you're saying, maybe the overgiving is a way to fit in? That kind of, of doesn't work. We've been taught. We've been taught to do this, right?
1: Yes, yes. Because we all want to be liked. We're inherently social.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: It's to strike a balance. Is not to put anyone second but not to put anyone first. Mm -hmm. It's not easy to do because naturally we all want to be liked and we give ourselves, but we don't know that these people, if they don't have self-compassion, they cannot give us in return what we would mean. No. Actually, I'm so happy I'm talking to you. I I think you get it. Mm, I'm sorry. Oh, I
2: definitely get it. No, well, you know what, also, um, Dr. Joe jo- jo- you're answering wait. a question, just way, um, mm. that I've been wondering because I've noticed, you know, I'm a bit like a channel, I, I look at trends, and oh, but, uh, did he said the chat is saying, we so get it. But I've had this question, like on my own path of, you know, healing and empowerment and, Becoming more conscious, etc., cetera, etc., cetera. but I've been noticing mm-hmm. that vulnerability, focusing more on the self-care, but you know, less helping others. I've been noticing what you're talking about, and I was kind of, you know, perplexed by it. Like, well, why is this happening? Why? Like, because it also it also goes against what you know most of us have been taught, especially in Western civilization, how to mm-hmm. be. But it seems to me we're to be more focused on ourselves, more compassionate, you know, more self-loving, do more for ourselves, more self-care. And I'm like, I know it's right, but I'm like, why is this happening and why does this work? Because it seems to go against what we've been taught. (laughs) Right? So honestly, look, let me
1: tell you, my my cynical view is that we have been taught to do things for others honestly so we can be controlled. Now don't that that's probably you know and so no, for people I, to get us to yeah. so for yeah. people to get us to do what, what they want us to do. Right. If right. we care for ourselves, especially women with children, people like people in leadership is to right it's the same act with Jesus Christ. Is you know what I'm saying? That you give mm-hmm. yourself totally. But we not Jesus Christ. We have wants and real wants and needs. Right. And we
2: have our own life. Right? We have yes. our own life to live out. And that's what I've yes. seeing in this level of awakening. It's about, I mean, yeah, I saw it like a few years ago, but it's like, you know, we're not here just to live for others. We have our own life to live out as well. Um, yes. And I, by the way, I do agree with you because a lot of people do use this, there's a control or manipulation, whether it's family dynamics, you know, significant others, definitely with children, that well, I need you, I need your help, or you're strong, you can handle this, um, you know, I'm, I don't know as much as you, I need this, I need you. And, well, why? Okay, to control this, but why? I agree with you. I'm just, I've do experienced well, that, well, but but let me tell why? You.
1: Why? Mm-hmm. If I don't have compassion mm-hmm. for myself then right. I am more quick to manipulate others. Because unless I and here's what self-compassion means, to have empathy towards oneself, to care for my okay. own suffering.
2: Empathy. Okay.
1: Yes. The moment I have empathy, I learn to care for my own suffering. It automatically makes me think that human suffering is universal. Then I would not do to others people what I don't want other people to do to me. mm mm-hmm. But if I don't have empathy for myself then I don't care if I hurt you. I have my needs to be met. So, so what is I'm the doing nar- now this everyone. Is
2: an unregulated emotion. This is the birthing of yes. the narcissist or the borderline. And then they, they yes. were one part of it. and then they get the other the empath to take care of them. Yes. <laughs> right? Yes.
1: yes. And you know what I'm doing? So when I what I'm doing to work on my self compassion, I said People cannot give what they don't have. Once I recognize mm-hmm. that, wow! It's blame wow. the person? Blame the person once is their fault. Blame them twice is maybe their fault. But three times, the person is doing what they right. can do. Right. Because if so I don't do have, compassion have compassion. For...
2: If you don't have hmm? compassion for yourself, self, then you can't have it for others. Is what you're saying?
1: No, no. Is that what? No. You cannot. If okay. you don't have compassion for yourself, you cannot truly have it for others. You can now. We can. We have compassion for others to be liked, to get approval. Basically, we can have it for others, but we, it's not sustainable. Mm. It's not sustainable. Why
3: eventually,
2: it, will not, become. Hmm? What happened? Eventually, what happened?
1: Eventually, because we have our own own, we're doing that to be reciprocated, even subconsciously. Then eventually, we will realize that okay, my needs are not being met, and where are you? How come you're not helping me?
3: Mm-hmm. Go
2: ahead. Okay, so the Angie in the chat is asking, asking Dr. Josue. Um, definitely understand the empathy lack of it. There's a lot of this. Is this on a global scale? Is this happening on a global scale? Would this be effective on a global
1: it, scale, I guess? Yeah. It is. It is. Now, let, let, let's say something. A lot of people want, if you look at context of history, human beings have gotten better. Now, it's not what we look at. We should look at how good are we for the time that we're living in. Right. It's not how could we. So we're not doing the things that we need to do to live well in this time that we're living. It's happening on a global scale because you have that globalization, you have that destabilization of families, you have that movement, and we have more people on Earth. There's also right. awakening also globally. Yes, it's happening on a global scale.
2: Mm. Okay. Well, that's why it's suffering so, so, now.
1: Yes. So one of my mentors, the person who caused me to go into neuropsychiatry, is Carl Jung. When he talks about yes. collective consciousness mm-hmm. of human beings, we're becoming more of a collective consciousness. So oh, if one okay. is, if one arm is not well, because we have reduced the speed of time, we now have closer neighbors between us. So the, if someone is feeling something across the bond across the Atlantic, we also feel it right away. So we're really coming into more collective consciousness. Then we need to treat the whole body in a holistic way. And self-compassion has to be at the key of it. In fact, one thing I want to tell you, I'd love to even share that later on, at some later time. I'm writing a workbook to include self-compassion, emotional intelligence, and critical thinking. If someone has all three of these, you can live the best life you can. But that's for another... Mm-hmm. Um, okay, well, you'll
2: on. come back and talk about it. But was that the critical thinking, the compassion,
1: the self-compassion? In, self-compassion comes first because you have to like yourself. Emotional mm-hmm. intelligence okay. teaches, us, teaches us that in order to talk to people, to get the resources we need, so individually we can all win, that we can win collectively, mm-hmm. I have to know how to talk to people. Right. But then, because we have so many decisions to make during the day, which one is the best workable one for me and my family to get the resources I need to live? That's critical thinking. Mm. Okay. And the good thing about it, the good thing about each one balances each other because there can be too much self-compassion. There can be too much emotional intelligence. But if you're doing all three, they're all pulling on each other. They're balancing each other. Right. Right. Wow, I love that. Yeah, you'll
2: we'll definitely have to come back and we'll talk about that, definitely. Now, oh, you know, I'm
1: writing the, I'm writing the workbook. Writing I will definitely send you okay. to Yeah.
2: Okay. Now, talk to – well, a couple of questions. I want to get to your book also, but I want to go back to the shame. You touched on shame and we had a question about that in the chat.
3: Mm-hmm. Where does mm-hmm. shame
2: fit in with self-compassion? Is, is it when we don't have self-compassion, we're coming more from, from the shame – and not feeling good enough or worthy?
1: Uh, can you repeat it again?
2: Well, you mentioned shame. What's the component of shame? Why, why is there shame when we don't have the self-compassion? Okay, so... Or why would we experience that?
1: Well, let me tell you, the nature of human condition is that we are all born. Once we get out in the world, as human species, we have limitations. The moment we start having memory, we, we stand next to our peers. We want to be liked. And we see, like, there are things we can do well. There are things we cannot do well. Right. And so, remember, even our body fluid, we start learning it early. They're telling us, this is not good. Right. Right. say that? Oh no, you can't do that. So, we start learning shame and guilt very early. Some of it is not bad. But when it becomes crippling... Mm-hmm it stops us from, from reaching our potential. Because the way the world people control us is by maintaining our shame and guilt. If I don't like myself, mm-hmm. I don't like where I came from. You know, my parents, the people brought me here, they didn't know how to read and write. But mm-hmm. those are whose shoulders I'm standing on. Right. And there is right. someone who wanted to call them shitholes. I cannot let that happen because mm-hmm. if you maintain the way they control me to make you think that I'm lesser than other people is to keep my shame and my guilt. Mm. That's okay. right. So I'm writing, a, I'm writing a workbook. The first leg in self-compassion is to deal with our shame and guilt. Some of it we have done to, each, to, other, to ourselves some of the people have done to us. If we cannot deal with our shame and guilt, we cannot unshackle ourselves.
2: Mm. Oh, wow, that is powerful. Shame and guilt, yeah. That makes sense. We can't be, the more we love ourselves, we, can love ourselves, we can't be controlled if it's true. Yes. It's true love. Yes. Know, I'm, I'll
1: I'll give you a perfect example. I'm a physician. I can make, I make a quarter million dollars, but I drive a 2,900. You can drive the Mercedes. Mm-hmm. I'm good with that. I don't mm-hmm. have to compete with you because I'm okay with them. But we all want to be liked. There's the quickest way for people to cover their shame and guilt, to feel good by shiny things. It's a cost. And it's a human yeah.
2: condition. I just talked about this. Okay, we have Denise in the chat, uh, Dr. Joe Sway. Way. Um, if we can't deal with our shame and guilt, we can't love ourselves. So,
1: if you could no. go into that, what are you saying with that? So, so what is the. Well, here's why. Because we all want to be liked. We want to be accepted. The human ego is so fragile. The way we're mm-hmm. born, it seems like survival, survival makes us to protect it. Because if you let someone make you think that you're not good, you're not worth anything, then you may as well destroy yourself. So we are always there to protect that. Oh, I'm not to, to admit the the things is like it's non existent. Therefore our shame and guilt, we go hide them. The way we hide them is by doing things that are sometimes most of the time mm. unhealthy. Because we have to hide them. Right. Right. However, if if I start having self-compassion, I said, you know what? Human suffering is universal. It's not only me. We all suffer. Even the people you look at on TV, you look at on TV that seems to have a perfect life, they are dealing with their own suffering, their shame and guilt. Right. Because a lot of times, a lot of times we feel like we're the only one in this situation. It's not true. Yeah. Then once we do that, then it's easier for us to say, you know what, this is who I am. I am not perfect. I'm a work in progress, but I'm going to accept myself. I'm not, I'm not mm-hmm. going to be ashamed and guilty for being imperfect.
2: Mm. Yeah, self-compassion and self-love really is. Yes,
1: yes. Very powerful. Yeah. I, I think Somebody you to really, because I Yes, I'm becoming obsessed with that because I see people in my office as a no psychiatrist. They've been coming to me for five years, ten years. The only thing, the, my medications have not changed them so much. Because one thing I didn't tell you all human beings have gone through some trauma. Trauma yeah. brings shame and guilt. And when I say trauma, it doesn't have to be sexual or physical, it's verbal. It's what we've been told from being very young that stays in our head like demons. Well, I'm not saying mm-hmm. like demons, but like you know, so those things we hide them. We don't want other people to know. We don't want ourselves to know them. Right, right. Very true. So I'm coming back to the way we deal with that is to to know that human's suffering to be to feel, not, to feel imperfect, to feel less than ourselves, it's a shared universal human condition. That has to be established. Then once we know that we all are doing the best we can, we're not perfect, then, that can, mm-hmm. then we can start dealing with ourselves, with our imperfections, to accept ourselves. But unfortunately, if you cannot do that, we're going to hide them. And we're going to do everything mm-hmm. that we can to hide them Some most of it, all of it detrimental to our own physical, spiritual life.
2: I guess this is why it said shame is so toxic that self shame, you know, it's just it keeps us locked in. And it's you know, now I'm seeing the correlation of what you're saying, how it ties into we're not when we're in that mode hiding, we're not having compassion for ourselves and what we're going through, but it takes a lot of. You know true open true strength, which is the vulnerability, the self compassion
3: mm-hmm.
2: you know should be honest um, now uh Dr. Josué, I wanted to touch on your book also
3: um, mm-hmm. and
2: how that ties in uh twelve ending summers
1: mm-hmm. if we could yeah i'm I'm listening um uh, any specific questions you you know for my book Michelle what I've done I had to dig somewhat deep within myself it took me five years to not to blame the people who made decisions for me because they did the best they can they could they're they're my parents and but society has told me so many bad things about where I came from who I am, Mm. it it takes tremendous courage for me to say, you know what? Those people from whom I came from, I cannot let you make me feel shame and guilty about belonging to them.
3: Mm.
1: So my book, book in a way, it's a rite of passage. Of course, my parents made the decisions against my will to put me on a boat, to bring me to Florida. I knew it. I won't do it, but, of course, you know, the way I grew up, you listen to your parents, you trust them. First of all, everything they have done for me have been right. Why wouldn't I trust them now? Right. But what I had to do so when but I get to Florida. It's
2: your own healing and empowerment as well, right?
1: Yes, of course. The moment you can get rid of your shame and guilt, then you're free. No one can shackle you. No one can make you feel lesser than other human beings. So that's a process I had to overcome. When I was in Florida at some point at 19, my mother died. I was sleeping in my car. It takes tremendous courage that you had to choose school, even though I couldn't pay for school, to choose not to do bad things because I'm I'm a human being too. Right. So I had to deal with self-compassion to say, look, this is where I am, this is where I am, this is where I came from. And those folks have done the best they know how. So and how were you but guided wanted... to this?
2: How did, you, how did you know to go in this direction, though, that you, to, to focus on this? How were you guided to
1: this? Well, let me tell you. Let me, let me tell you what I had very early. And that's why I'm mm. so passionate about brain science, and I want to bring it to the average person. The luck I had from zero to 12, I had the best nurturing that any child, children could have. I was born in the Bahamas. I went to, my parents, when they realized we had no village in the Bahamas, the best gift that they gave me, they took us to Haiti. I have to tell you, I went to a school in Haiti. By 11 years old, I thought I could rule the world. When I got to Miami, you were calling Haitians, this their, their shadow. You were not going to be able to tell me I was nobody. Um,
2: mm-hmm. Because of the bloodline. the foundation.
1: Exactly. So the nurturing that you received early, the self-compassion, though, I saw from, I got self-compassion compassion from my own parents. I saw how they did for people. So any compassion mm-hmm. humanity I have, I learned it from the people from whom I came from. So mm-hmm. when I got to Miami, if you had those a little bit this stability, then when you get to places where people, people are not telling you nobody, but you, you're actually nobody. It takes tremendous courage for you to say, you know what, no matter what, I am going to follow that path.
3: Mm-hmm. So what
1: I'm doing is that, I want to teach it to people too. Not not everyone, walk in my shoes. I probably had uh, probably more single mindedness than the people I grew up with. But we all can learn it.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: So now, what I want uh, to Doctor Josue, when you say mm. brain science, so this is it because it changes the brain. How is the self compassion you're talking about? How does that tie in with the brain science?
1: See, the moment you and I are talking, literally changing our brains, our brain circuitry. Yes, everything. (laughs) So, look, we have five senses, right? All our five senses, they only have one one house, the brain. What we hear, what we feel, what we see, what we touch. A perfect example, I did one year pediatrics. We know now kids who are born preemies, those ones who are touched, they do better than the ones who are not touched. Mm-hmm. All of these things causing the brain to form the good stuff that we need to, to live.
0: Mm, okay.
2: So that's the biochemical part you were talking about. Yes. And I imagine yes. hormonal so, as
1: well. So that interplay. Yes. Yes. So you and I are talking, while you... I'm hearing you. You're receiving what I'm saying. I'm receiving what you're saying. If it were bad stuff, it would make us feel bad. That's too chemical. Mm -hmm. If we send good stuff to uplift each other, it also makes us feel better.
2: Mm. Wow. Okay. So, Angie in the chat is saying, same idea with feral children or severely neglected. So, you know, that's going to change the brain not feel so good about your life or it's,
1: it's the, that person, that being, right? The yes. Neglect. Yes. Trauma and the yes. neglect. Of course. I've seen, I work with kids. Sometimes I work in clinics where 60, 40% of my of my patients are from foster homes or they've had some kind of neglect. So the way, the way human beings are, it seems like when we're born, I don't want to say that. It seems like the, the act of giving up. But birthing in the world is traumatic. And we won't won't Mm -hmm. feel comfortable because we were inside the womb. That was the most comfortable place. Yeah. So when we come into the world, we need to be comforted when we hit our head, when we feel. And if we're not nurtured, the brain and everything about ourselves atrophy.
3: Mm -hmm.
2: So really quick, we've got 90 seconds, we're going to have you back on, um, but how do we counterbalance this? Because some of us came from trauma, we came from neglect or wounding, you know, all along the scale, some slightly and some very severe. Can that be counter mm-hmm. counterbalanced? Can we, you know, offset the, the results of the trauma on a, you know, biochemical
1: level? Yes. yes, I totally believe it. The one word, okay. self-compassion. 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 It's wow. really to practice. So here's, here's what happened. Let me. last thing, we have three things we need to live a good life. We all need good health, physical and mental. We need financial stability, food, water, and resources, uh, uh, food, water, and shelter. But they said that 80 to 90% of our well-being or our misery or poverty and poverty depends on who's around us. So this is what I want to do, Michelle. If okay. I have self-compassion, if I have self-compassion, I like myself, if I have emotional intelligence, if I have critical thinking, I can choose those three things for good enough for me, for my family, and for the people around me. It's a community, a supportive community, which I had. Mm-hmm. Food, water, and shelter. Because mm-hmm. you, you realize, if we're born that can, that can bring shame, too, because I was in Haiti. The fact that we were middle class, I saw kids who had holes in their shoes that we made fun of, until today I, they still have it affects them. Mm-hmm. So, some to this, yeah. but how do we get that? If you don't have self-compassion, nothing goes, because you're going to spend what you right. don't have, you're going to like the wrong people, you're going to hang out right. with people that I'm not good for you. Yeah. Everything starts with the brain liking itself.
2: So. Powerful. This is powerful healing. Oh, thank you so much for being on the program. We're out of time today. but thank definitely you. you have an open invite to come back. I just You've yeah, answered so really many you. questions that so many of us have yeah. had, including myself. I'm so glad.
1: And yeah. I'm yeah, glad. To, I, I would like to be back. Yeah, thank you.
2: Thank you for being on the program.
1: Okay, thank you.
2: Okay. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Wow, very, very powerful. We listened to this in the archives, everyone. Uh, that was Dr. Cholet Josue, and um, the book uh, that he was talking about, we touched upon a little bit, 12 Unending Summers. Dr. Cholet Josue. Uh, a lot of info in the description box as to how you can connect with him. Uh, further, as well as the book where books are sold. Wow, really answered some questions, and I can see now why this deep deep healing, right? A relationship with our own self, our right relationship to ourself, looks like the key is that self-compassion, empathy for self, healing those deeper wounds. Wow, we're doing it, everyone. Can you see where we're going with this? this? What we're creating, the kind of society that we're creating. Anyway, I love connecting with all of you. I'll be here next Wednesday. If you're new to the program, come back on. Um, For all things Awakenings, guest suggestions, topic suggestions, questions that you'd like answered on air, you can email me at awakeningspodcast at gmail.com. You can also email me at awakeningspodcast at gmail.com or info at uh, soulplayground.life. That's info at soulplayground.life. If you'd like to do personal work with me, get a reading, or maybe you want to find out about the upcoming workshops or join our blog and our other ways of connecting. All right, everyone. Until next time, continue to shine your light, share your insight, and, of course, keep awake. I'm getting and Awakenings broadcasts every Wednesday, 12 p.m. Pacific time. Archive shows available on iTunes. For continued awakened conversations and insights, join the Awakenings Group on Facebook. And check out Michelle's blog at soulplayground.com. And keep awake.